<laughs> I'm only going to talk about the dog <laughs> in this interview. All right. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Cat and Cloud Coffee Podcast. This is Chris Baca, and we are broadcasting from Tucson, Arizona, inside this crazy resort at Barista Camp USA. And I am sitting across the table from two fantastic people. Uh, one is Thomas Jefferson, the cutest corgi that you've ever seen in your life. He's rocking a bandana, eight years old, and he's a mild-mannered, just sweet little beast. Um, and then on the other side of the table from me is Jen Chen. And Jed does global marketing efforts, event and barista sponsorships, blog, and social media feeds for Akaya Scales. Hello. Hi. How are you? I'm doing pretty well. I've got a pretty good audience and view there's here. like a yeah so <laughs> if you guys weird. hear a little background <laughs> noise it's great we're in the middle of the lobby everyone's eating snacks neil's here eating cookies matthew's eating cookies and it's just fantastic so i ripped her into this and we're going so i've got a few questions for you okay and jared has wrote some in sadly my brother from another mother could not be here a little hair on the microphone there um let's just get this out of the way right away how do you say the name of the company that you work for? It's Akaya. It's Akaya. Yes. And does that mean anything? Yes. It's a uh, varietal from Brazil. Okay. So I'm probably pronouncing it a little off uh, because it would be in Portuguese. Uh, so I'm not sure, actually. All right. And Officially, we say Akaya. Officially, you say Akaya. Yes. And for those that don't know, Akaya manufactures scales and not just normal scales you guys make the sickest craziest scales ever so you have two things in your product line right now correct three three yeah wrap those up real quick all right so our first product uh is the kaya pearl is the white scale that you've probably seen around uh the second one is the black pearl uh came out because people were asking for a new color and also because they wanted to brew in daytime sun so the black pearl is like crisper led and you can brew in bright light and then the third one we just came out with at uh, Expo this year in Seattle in April, and it's the Lunar. It's built for espresso and to fit onto drip trays. That's the cute tiny one. It is the cute tiny one, That's yes. It's the cute tiny one. Awesome. And then you guys have been doing this for how long? Uh, it's about two years now. Two years? Yes. So I am so curious. I remember the first time that I saw your scales, and I was like, those things look crazy. Because it doesn't really look like a scale. If you weren't mm -hmm. thinking that that's a scale, you wouldn't. A normal human being who's not a barista probably wouldn't recognize that as a scale. Yeah, the most common reaction we get is, uh, "Are those made by Apple? Uh, are you brewing on a computer?" Yeah, because <laughs> if, if those of you who haven't seen one, it almost looks like a slightly larger version of the Apple TV box. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So think that, but with numbers magically inside. Mm -hmm. So, how? I'm so fascinated. How did you? come to manufacture these really high-end awesome scales was it specifically designed for coffee and the coffee industry or did it grow to just fit coffee was there a passion for weights and measurements in some way yeah it's specifically for coffee so uh it came about with three co-founders and all three of them um had different levels of coffee interest and uh rex our co-founder right now is um Back then, he wasn't really making a lot of coffee, so he wanted a way to learn how to make coffee. And as he was learning how to make coffee, he realized there weren't very good scales on the market, and there wasn't like a good app to tell him how to make coffee. 
a pour over. Right. Uh, so his family actually manufactures scales for a living. They've they, been doing so. They've been doing this already. They've been doing this for thirty-five years, and they oh, make wow. balances for laboratories. So they have the whole setup already, uh, and the background, and the testing, no and know way. how to make a scale. Uh, and then the other co-founders, one um, has an interest in manufacturing. Another one is a uh, makes cases for computers, like gaming cases. Oh, sweet! Uh, so. It's like, got like another a, twist to it. Like not a case that you put your computer in, but like if you're going to build a high-powered computer, the case that surrounds yes, that? Like the, the super fancy light-up custom yeah, cases. Yeah, for your yeah. LAN party. Yes. Okay, yeah, got yeah. you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so these three um, all realized that they needed a better-looking scale, a more accurate scale, and then a way to learn how to brew using the scale. Right. Um, so... Your scale doesn't just weigh things. It can track flow rates. It does tricky stuff, right? Yeah. So what are some of its features? What does it okay, do? Okay, so if you connect it to the app, uh, it will give you an output on flow rate, average flow rate. Uh, it'll track the grams per second. Uh, you can watch the chart grow as you're pouring. Uh, we have two apps right now. One is the Akaya Coffee, and then the other one is Brewmaster, which we came out earlier this year. Okay. Um, so they both do essentially the same thing. The first one, Akaya Coffee, will actually list it out the steps for you. Uh, so it will prompt you for a bloom and then the first pour and then the second pour and then tell you to stop. Uh, the second one we built for um, professionals. So people who just wanted to log the data and then move on to the next one. It's just like a QA gotcha. kind of deal. And it's that was from a different demand. Okay. Yeah. So you could take one of those apps and say, eliminate all the variables that are kind of like the big pains in the asses with pour overs, right? You've got like, let's say you have a shop and you're making pour overs and everyone's pouring at a different rate and there's really no way to track that until now. You can totally track Correct. that. Yeah, yeah. You can so definitely track that. If you're getting weird tasting coffee and you're like, oh, turns out Jared pours way more aggressively than me and that's a problem, Jared. Yeah. And you can even see, like visually see like where he's pouring too fast or pouring too slow. That is psychotic and amazing. And yeah, the scale is great. It's like at first when I first saw it, honestly, I was like, whoa, the the pearl, I was like, it's big. But now that I've used it mm -hmm. for a while, I'm like, I love that it's big. Like yeah. it's perfect for a porta filter. Yeah. And it's it's just like solid. Yeah. Well, the little one, the lunar, uh, we also built it for a porta filter. So uh, people were asking for a smaller scale, and if you only were to buy one scale to measure your output um, from espresso, then you could also turn it into a portafilter weight at the same time. So you weigh your um, input um, and then put the scale onto the drip tray and weigh your output. Right. So if you had a one-shop-fits-all scale or if you needed, like, a backpack scale. Yeah. yeah. Like I mean, I've, I've been grabbing mine and taking it on the go wherever oh, I travel. I'm so jealous. That sounds like the best idea ever. So you're here. We're going to shift the gears hardcore. You're here at Barista Camp. Yes. What are you doing? I'm being a student. <laughs> so how long have you been? Was like How long have you been working in coffee or affiliated with the coffee industry? Or is this whole scenario new for you? Uh, I think about four years in and out. Okay. Uh, so I was a barista for about 10 months and 
then I, I was like, I want to open a shop and I want to make more money to open a shop. Uh, so I left a job for a corporate non-coffee job to like actually save some money. To get some money. Yeah. Sweet. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, I got burned out on corporate life and, uh, and I was like, all right, I'm going to go back to being a barista. Did you go back to the same place? No, it was a different place. Different place. Um, it was good timing. My friends were opening a shop. Um, and where was this at the this time? This was in Chicago. Oh, okay. Yeah. Did you grow up in Chicago? I grew up outside of Chicago. Okay. In the in the burbs you're talking about? Like, in the nothing? I didn't drink coffee until, like, high school. Okay. Like, junior or Late entry year. into the game? Yeah. It was, I remember it very well, because it was 75 cents, and it was a vending machine in the cafeteria and I would bring a dollar every morning and then every three days I'd have like another coffee. It was one cappuccino, one push, and it goes into like the cup that they drop down. Oh, I love those yeah. things. Did it have like a playing card on it? Was it one of those? No, I don't think so. I okay. think it was just like pictures of the different Sweet. drinks that you could make and then you pushed up on it was 75 cents. I was like, this is a great deal. Yeah, I love <laughs> coffee. Coffee's so cheap and awesome. I yep. can drink coffee all the time. <laughs> so that was your first kind of experience yep. with coffee a french vanilla cappuccino mm, from the vending machine it's so creamy yep. it's french vanilla sweet sweet yep what was the first time you had your like face melted with coffee like specialty coffee if you fast forward a few years what was the first experience that you had that made you go oh maybe this is more than a french vanilla cappuccino out of a box machine this was maybe like a year or two after exploring coffee. My first face melter, melter was at Madcap. Oh, nice. Yeah. So uh, I don't know how many years ago this was. Um, they were doing like weekend specials where they would set up the cafe as if it was a restaurant. And it would put like white tablecloths down and like a little uh, vase of flowers. No. And then you got a menu and the barista was a server. So they would just seat you. You come to the table and they'll tell you the menu, like, you got to choose um, one coffee three different ways in a flight. And then they pair it with the chocolate or fruit or whatever of that menu. Uh, Amazing. So that was my face melter. That's awesome. Who served it to you? Was it uh, uh, Trevor or Ryan? I honestly don't remember. Yeah. I don't think it was either of those two. Well, it's just someone else. Yeah. Someone who was amazing. awesome. Yeah. That they is finished so the whole rad. thing with, like, a nice fruit touch. It was amazing dude that's rad i yeah. love that idea i always wanted to do something like that but never have because yep i'm just falling off so was that an entry point to you for the industry was that like holy smokes okay you know did you ever did it make you think at that point you're getting your face melted by coffee you're having this crazy experience at the store did you ever in your mind revisit like maybe i should go back and open that shop that i talked about or was that like totally off the radar at this point uh that was like three years before I decided not to open a shop. Okay. Um, so working as a barista, I realized that I don't like working as a barista. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I have total respect for people who can be a barista and can manage um, customers and drinks and expectations and all that stuff. Uh, it's just not what I'm really comfortable doing. Okay. Uh, I'm pretty introverted and like all these people that I have to serve every day would exhaust me um plus i don't really like doing the customer service and face to face so like if okay. someone says something insulting to me i don't want to hold back uh which you have to do as a barista yeah you have to gracefully take it and yeah you have to navigate kind of, the yeah. situation you can't correct them and you can't do anything about it 
And you're not into that. You're I like, can't do that. No. Yeah. But you're so great on the internet. Oh, yeah. That's because I can stop and <laughs> think about it. <laughs> so all of the um, all of the stuff I see, like the Instagram, the photos, the Twitter, you manage yes, all that's of that all for Akaya. That's yes. you behind there. Yes. So you prefer to do your writing from or your interfacing from behind the computer screen. Yes. I... Uh, for some reason or another, I just have like a knack for writing and responding quickly through written word. Yeah, you guys do a lot of stuff on there, and the the gram looks sweet. Thank you. I mean, your branding's yeah. like ridiculous. It looks amazing, Thanks. you know. Which uh, I'm a little jealous. That's fair. So you guys are doing pretty well too. We're fair. Yeah, we're trying real hard. You're getting there. We're just a couple guys. Yeah, I mean, we just started. So we just started. We're <laughs> <laughs> talking to you, so that's a step in the right direction <laughs> for my life in general. Uh, so you're at camp and you're learning and you're participating, mm -hmm. even though you're not trying to be a barista, you still have some kind of thirst for knowledge. Yeah, I'm working towards my level one All certificate. Right. Uh, this is professional development on a personal desire level. That's uh, so I feel like um, if you're in the coffee industry, you need to explore learning other parts. Uh, so I don't. I'm not going to be a barista again, I don't think. Um, but I still think it's important to understand what a barista goes through and what they think about every day. Um, it's just another way of thinking, especially if you're working on a product that baristas will have to work with. And just like uh, as a barista, I would want to learn how to roast or like the principles of roasting and same with like farming and things right. like that. Like everything's connected. Everything's connected. Yeah. So for those who are listening and don't know, when Jen says level one here at camp everybody's teaching a bunch of classes and there's different curriculums and the first is like the level one barista certification so you take things like intro to espresso and intro to milk steaming uh, which we were in the same class today which was awesome because i had you at my station for a yeah. little bit and then there is a test and if you pass the test you are a specialty coffee association of america recognized as a level one certified barista mm -hmm. so you're plugging towards that so that's yes. that's sweet and it's it's so rad to see people who aren't going to be baristas. And I talked to a handful of people. I talked to one guy who was just here because his friend was opening up a coffee shop, and he was interested enough to just come along for the ride. And he's like, That's my friend's awesome. going to make this his living. I don't know anything about coffee, and yeah. I never have. But this is so intriguing to me that I'm here taking classes. Yeah, and I you don't never know. know. Like, maybe he'll be in coffee eventually, like, too. Yeah, he might just fall in love and say, dude, forget whatever else I was doing. But mm -hmm. I'm going to be here. But th I think it's super rad that you're here. So do you get a lot of feedback from people and incorporate that into new product design for you guys? Are you like a um, information relay, like from the streets to the higher ups, or does it not work like that? Uh, it's both. It's so both. We, we are a sponsor at Barista Camp. Uh, it's a full year sponsorship. So the scales are being used um, at all three camps throughout the year in the U.S. Uh, and actually same for Europe, too. Uh, so it's it's both. It's uh, making sure that the scales here that we donated are operational and f updated with the right firmware and calibrated because uh, it's been a year since we've done that. Um, and then also just to connect to baristas and roasters and cafe managers and figure out what they're dealing with in their own shop and listen to their issues and see if we can help them out. So do you travel to a lot of the SCAE, like the European events also? I wish. You wish. <laughs> someone else does? Uh, someone else is at SCAE for us. Um, it's our Italian partner. Okay. So they're, they're going to be repping us there. Um, maybe in like a year or two, I'll be able to travel. I don't know. What's your biggest market? 
Oh, that's a good question. Uh, I think East Asia, actually. Okay. Yeah. Korea, Japan, uh, Taiwan. Really? Yeah. Where does Australia sit in the whole scheme oh, yeah. of things? Oh, yeah. Australia is actually pretty popular because uh, they're very espresso focused. Yeah. They have that um, culture going on. Yeah. So with the lunar out, um, there's actually more demand for that over okay. there uh, than the pearl. Have you ever thought of, I'm just throwing stuff out here now, yeah. doing uh, collaborations with manufacturers, like espresso machine manufacturers? Yes. Say, i.e., like, um, and I'm making these names up right now, but, you know, if let's say someone like La Marzocco or Simonelli, and like, we're going to put one of our scales inside of your machine. So it would be like, you know, a volumetrically based espresso machine powered by an Akaya scale. Oh, on yeah, the back absolutely. End. Yeah? Yeah. Uh, at Expo, we had a number of manufacturers come up and talk to us about that. Um, so we launched the Lunar with La Marzocco. Uh, at the same time, while they were launching the uh, the weight-based one, I can't remember the name right now. Uh, I played with it. It's an awesome machine, yeah, but I can't yeah. remember the name either. Yeah, that, that one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, we're absolutely interested in collaborating with uh, espresso machine makers. Um, it's really more of what we can do with our product that can connect to any espresso machine. Okay. Um, so. Doing a custom job is super, super expensive from both ends. Right. Um, but if we're able to find a way to produce a kit from the scale that will connect to any machine on the market, that would be better for pretty much anyone. For actually. everybody. So a yeah. nice little plug and play. Yeah, somehow. basically. Okay. Yeah, like a Chromecast. Yeah, I got you. Yeah. All right. That's interesting. Mm -hmm. I hadn't thought about that as a possibility. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff you can do with a scale. I bet there is a lot of stuff you can do with a scale. Are there new scales coming out? Um, maybe. Maybe. There might be some new maybe. scale. We might have uh, a new scale. <laughs> uh, we just announced um, a closing of the Series A funding round Oh. Uh, last week. So we're using the investment to hire new talent, uh, including a, a CTO, a chief technology officer. So he's been revamping our software and firmware and getting developers up and running for apps, too. So we're doing like a fresh new look on our apps. Um, people have been talking about how detailed they are, like too detailed. It's like too techy <laughs> yeah, for too normal techie. humans. Um, so we're going to work on that uh, and then also update the Lunar firmware um, and then have the Pearls also get updated with some of the Lunar specs like auto tear and auto timer starts. Nice. Yeah. That is so crazy. So can you talk about the funding that you got? Is it a hidden number? It is a undisclosed amount. Oh, okay, cool. Rad. Um, it's so interesting to see the amount of money that's flowing through things that have to do with coffee yeah, these absolutely. days. And I think it's, you know, some people will look at it and be like, mm, that's not so cool. All these big companies are getting investment funding. And I'm, I kind of see it in the opposite way. It's to me, it speaks to the potential of our industry mm -hmm. on like a whole larger scale. And yeah. that people are starting to take notice that at least for me coming from barista's background, Oh, we're not just like a bunch of kids playing with coffee that there is like some, there's some meat here. Yeah. There's like this is an actual industry with yeah. professionals working on it and people believe in us. Yeah. We have, this is a real job yeah. that, that we have. And if you guys were here at camp, you would see that there's like a ton of people that are super passionate about what they do. And it, it's not just a bunch of kooks running around doing weird stuff, you know, like get out of the water. It's like, yeah, 
That's the Santa Cruz slang that I keep bringing in. <laughs> it's the surf <laughs> talk for me. Um, so what what is one like epic takeaway that you have from camp before we shut this thing down? I want to know what like Does what's your need biggest. Does this to relate camp? to coffee? <laughs> it doesn't have to relate to coffee at all. It could relate to anything. Oh my gosh! Uh, if you were to come to camp, I would suggest sleeping for like three days straight. <laughs> That is a great Beforehand. piece of advice. <laughs> did you go to the Tiki? You did not Tiki. I did not go to the Tiki yeah, bar. Yeah. Uh, Lorenzo Perkins led the charge to yeah. Tiki bar. Maybe bring some snacks along to fuel you throughout the day. Snacks are good, and yeah. I pack like emergencies and all kinds yeah. of multivitamin all the water. scenarios yep. and super hydrate. Absolutely. But yeah, <laughs> I mean, I'm on like maybe, I'm probably rolling six hours sleep for like a couple days. Yep, me which too. Is, which is not like me. I'm a big like eight hours a day sleeper. Mm-hmm. Um, so that that's a good like value value bomb for camp. What's the What's the biggest coffee knowledge bomb that you had dropped on you? Or technique you learned, coffee-wise, this time? Uh, Technique-wise, well, actually, you told me. (laughs) 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 Oh, it was like, uh, what were we learning? Milk steaming. Uh, So the angle I was holding it at, the steam wand, um, it was the wrong angle. And it just wasn't creating the right turbulence. Yeah, people just... And then I was moving it. So, yeah, what do you guys people doing some weird stuff when they're seeing yeah. milk? You're moving the pitcher all over the place. Well, you get nervous, calm, like calm. you're watching that I milk know. go around, it, and you're like, oh no, it's not actually swirling correctly. I'm gonna adjust it a little more. Yeah, you're I'm making the adjustment shouldn't. thinking you can get ahead of the game, yeah, and you just play through. Yeah, yeah, it is nerve wracking, even as a station instructor. I always pour like the worst latte art when I'm trying to teach oh, really? latte <laughs> art because there's like six people just like hovering around yeah. you and they're crowding in, and I'm like, oh my gosh, yeah, okay, I need to calm down. But uh, it's, it's helpful. Like everyone's here to learn. Yeah. So it's a total safe learning place. You shouldn't be too embarrassed about anything that you're pouring or not pouring. Heck no. Yeah. The only thing that matters is that you learn like one thing. You know, if you can just learn, I, f- I feel like you can learn one thing from every person that you talk to at an event like this. Yeah. So if I, I don't know how many people are here, hundred and a something. A lot of people. I should be learning like a hundred and something new things. Selena knows. I'm gonna learn some stuff. Yeah. Well, man. Thank you so much for taking the time yeah, to chat. And before we take off, let people know how they can get a hold of you or where they can find Akaya if they need to. Okay. Uh, well, all of our social handles are at Akaya Coffee, A-C-A-I-A Coffee. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, Facebook. Uh, and then me um, personally, you can just fill out the form on the contact sheet on our online site it's akaya.co co not dot com that's someone else dot co dot co com goes into a weird yeah. vortex fill out the form uh, i work on barista sponsorships and event sponsorships so suck sponsorship and you'll reach me or you can find me on twitter nice yeah i respond very I, I quickly filled out the contact form and you wrote me back it was fantastic yeah, exactly well everybody we've been talking to jen chen again Global marketing efforts, barista sponsorships, social media, blog, the whole thing for Akaya Scales. And we're broadcasting from Barista Camp USA, Tucson, Arizona. And, you know, shout out to the Barista Guild of America and all the volunteers that are putting this on. And And instructors. Instructors, everybody. They're all volunteers. You guys are doing a great service. And thanks, Jen, for chatting. Yeah, thanks for having me. Cat and Cloud Podcast. Hey, it was my pleasure. 
Um, high five, and we'll end this thing. Yeah. Boom. You didn't see the high five, but you heard it. All right, y'all. See ya.